Oh, we're, we're, we're good to go. We can start the show. As I've got uh, Sam with his head buried in his phone, as always, as he's busy quickly typing away to put something on Instagram. No, I was wishing happy birthday to a friend of mine on oh. Facebook. <laughs> oh, that's so nice of you. So subable. Fr- thanks, friends. <laughs> friends, that's a, that's a loose word today, Sam. There's the fox in the hen house this evening, and we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> hey, look, it happened to me earlier. You know, but I'm reminded of the beautiful, angelic words of one Miss Lily Allen when she sang, Fuck you, fuck you very, very much. Let's start the show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Drunker United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is, uh, yeah, hmm, that basic hoe, Sam Graham. How you doing? <laughs> Thanks. I'm anything but basic. So uh, basic. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Uh, I'm hanging in there. Uh, we are recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. And should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch with us. Sure. On all the social medias, we are at DU Football Show. Um, and then DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Uh, we always answer our DMs, so slide into those. Or, as I always say, you can just drive your happy ass over here. Let us welcome our good friend Russ to the show. Russ, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for inviting me. Russ, would you mind telling me what team you support? I am a proud supporter of Liverpool. How long have you been mentally ill? (laughs) Sam and myself both work in the uh, wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for distilled spirit. So it's the red-blooded Americans we are. We vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. Look, Sam, I read the copy correctly. I know. I, I noticed that. We Better are drinking a humdinger tonight. What are we drinking, Sammy? We are. Um, I'm going to drink more of it because I just want to instigate you two, and it's going to be a blast. <laughs> Cannot wait. Um, we are drinking the cream of Kentucky. Uh, 102 proof, aged 11 and a half years, all in brand new charred American white oak. Um, so it is qualified as a bourbon. Um, made by Jim Rutledge, uh, the former master distiller at Four Roses. Um, for now, he's using source juice, uh, but he is building his own distillery. Um, uh, it's Right now, it's very, very limited. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was looking for the numbers here. Um, they've only bottled 60 barrels so far, which uh, worked out to be about 1,537 six-packs. Um, and they only have 150 barrels total, so there's only 90 left for the entire country. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not, again, they're not standard cases; they're six packs. Um, so, uh, getting those out uh, for about 149.99 to 179.99 uh, on the shelf. Obviously, the very limited stuff people take a couple extra points on. Nobody's trying to screw you. It just there's just not a lot of this juice laying around, and uh, people need to make their money on it while they can. And when this juice is gone, it's gone. That's it. It yeah. doesn't exist anymore. So he is building his own distillery. He's supposed to break ground this year, and um, we'll see what happens. Uh, of course, it's obviously going to take a few years to get his own uh, stuff laid down and, and aged properly to come out on the market. But um, but this is a quality little whiskey. It's uh, much like uh, the uh, since-departed Dave Pickerel, just, you know, Worked for a big brand and maker's mark for a long time. Decided at the end of his career, you know what? I'm going to branch out on my own and do something different. Do my and, own stuff, yeah. Uh, it's uh, very exciting. It is damn lovely juice. It is. And, Excellent. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Uh, Benson happened to bring that today. So, uh, Russ, why did you bring such good bourbon? Is it to try to bribe me? 
No, I figured because I'm the one who introduced the Malort Challenge to you two, <laughs> I should at least try to come with something nice for you to drink. Now, uh, That's not bad, then. Boys and girls, I would probably, uh, t- typically I'd have like everybody do a shot of Malort so we can see what the reaction is. Uh, Russ also, uh, along with being a Liverpool fan, has the mental illness, like me, of actually selling Malort. So he already knows what it tastes like, and we're just going to get a normal reaction. And besides, I'd rather wait to the end of the year after his team loses the title and have him do a shot then it'll taste so much sweeter when he does so uh boys let's have a good show yes let's do it lovely 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 coming in hot i was excited settle down so um well boys there was sound bar there looked like a rainbow uh, oh very good that's (laughs) right you get to actually see the board yeah i do um so, uh, well, boys, there was uh, no Premier League this week as the pesky international break got itself in the way. I got a couple of good games, though, yeah. out of that, too. A few. Um, but that doesn't mean we don't have lots to talk about. Uh, the season is coming to a close. Uh, pretty much everybody has either uh, seven to eight matches left, depending on the side. Um, we have a very competitive race at the top and for the European places and a pretty Darn, I mean, we know who two of the teams going down are, but the last yeah, spot for the relegation battle is pretty wide open. So <clears throat> let's start off at the top. You got Liverpool on the top, Man City at number two, Man City with a game in hand, but that game in hand is Manchester United. Um, you know, Russ, I'll go right to you as a Liverpool fan. Do you think your boys can pull this one out, or do you think it's going to be yet another year of heartbreak? I think it could be a squeaky bum time, but I feel <laughs> that here on will, out. they will be able to hold it off. I think um, Man City is going to run into playing too many matches. And I think playing in the the FA Cup as well as in the Champions League is going to come into them. And I think they're going to have a stumble or two along the way. Excellent. You're quite delusional, too. That's good to know. Um, Yeah. So, uh, Sammy, um, you've been on Liverpool the whole season. But last week with uh, Simon in here, you started to change your tune. You seem like you think they may be the ones to slip up. They haven't been as businesslike uh, as they were earlier. You know, they were grinding out the beginning of the season, those one nils and two nils and two ones um, that last year would have been draws or losses. I know we talk about it all the time with Liverpool. We talk about right. it with Arsenal under Wenger. Absolutely. How some of those results, you know, I think it was uh, a 2 1 against Huddersfield we had that last year would have been a 2 2, you know, uh, under Wenger. I'm a little nervous for them, but every time we've asked them to stand on somebody's throat on this show, They've turned around and done it. True. Uh, so we'll see what happens in the run-in here. Um, but they need to make sure they keep Matip healthy, uh, keep Van Dyke healthy. If he goes down, that's the end of it. Um, it re- and with City having a game in hand, it's City's title to lose uh, at the moment. And you're going to need them to switch up, Russ. Uh, you're going to need them to, to slip up, I'm sorry, at uh, Manchester United. Because I don't see the rest of the way where they're really going to lose, um, lose any games. Now, they do play Spurs. Uh, coming up uh, here shortly while I'm actually in England. Uh, they'll be playing Spurs that Saturday. And a fair few quid will be spent on that game. Yeah. <laughs> Get some good odds doing stuff there. Um, but, uh, yeah, if they, don't, if they don't slip up, you know, and coming to the business end with a coach like Pep, well, it's yeah, um, you, eh. you can't really expect them to, to, to slip up. Well, and certainly, Russ, I'm not repeating myself because I know you've – well, I am repeating myself because I know you've listened to the show before and listened to last week's show – City seems like a team that has both eyes on the Champions League. They have both eyes on the league. They have both eyes on the FA Cup. 
they had both eyes on the champion on the uh, league cup. They seem like a team that's poised and ready to go and knows exactly what they need to do. Where like, okay, yeah, Liverpool got the scrappy win against Fulham, but it didn't feel that confident. It felt real shaky. It was, you know, it 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 almost feels like they got one one eye on the Champions League, one eye behind them on City, and well, the, the you know they're just kind of holding on with their fingernails onto the, the yeah, league. If I might, real quick, uh, before you answer, Russ, I'm sorry. Is with that City having two eyes here and two eyes here and two eyes here? I think all that comes down to depth. Yeah, if you want me, they have an entire second team of they have an entire second team of world class players. Where Liverpool have maybe two or three on the bench, and then the drop off in talent is massive. Um, you know, so we'll 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 see what happens. What what do you think about that? I feel that they may slip up with their three matches in eleven days against you know the now homeless Tottenham or the <laughs> former homeless, homeless Tottenham. <laughs> you know, I think that's where the slip up could come, and I think. At the end of the year, when they slide in that game against Man United, that could be another speed bump in the road. Yeah, um, it worked out very fortunately for Manchester United this past weekend that they didn't have to play that game against uh, against City. Because if they would have had to play City this weekend instead of playing the FA Cup, uh, City would have thumped them. I mean, and not, nothing against United, but United's just so beat up and so yeah. run down. Yeah. And and you guys ran them pretty ragged. Yep. Imagine what City would have done to them. Exactly. City, I, I mean, you're going to have to, you know, hope that Man United gets healthy um, at that time. And as a Liverpool supporter, I, you know, the same way I feel about Spurs. If Spurs can potentially help Arsenal do something, I'll never say. You will never hear me say the words that I want Spurs to get a W. I'm not even going to say the three letters because right. I can't bring myself to do it. But I would, you know, say United's playing City. You don't want United to win as a Liverpool supporter, but you definitely want City to lose. You know what I mean? I'll never describe it as something, you know, that I want Tottenham to do well. I won't, I'll never say that. So, um, Russ, with um, does this feel eerily similar to to last year? N- not in regards of the league itself, but as you got to the Champions League final and you're just looking at your lineup and you're like, oh. Dear God, I hope everybody can last because I don't know I don't know who the hell we have in the background to come fill in. It's it just the team seems so thin right now. They definitely they're not as thin as I feel they were last year. Very true. Going down the stretch, I feel that they have more strikers to come off the bench where they didn't last year, hmm. and they got the world's greatest defender, and he could be coming back healthy soon. Oh, that's so, true. Old Dejan. Dejan Lovren. Dejan, he is, Dejan Mustard. He yeah. is He is. He is <laughs> the best. Yes, I do. It's Dejan. Yes, I do. But, yeah. And, uh, thank you. And their <laughs> midfielder that they lost last year um, in the Champions League, he's coming back. Oh, uh, Lalana? Yeah, he's already back. No, not, uh, not mm-hmm. Lalana. Uh, Oxlade. Oxlade Chamberlain. Oh, Oxlade Chamberlain. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it just yeah. puts Jordan Shakiri back down the pecking order again, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, boys, let's go ahead and head into the uh, the next four spots um, of who do we think is going to finish in fourth to sixth. Uh, currently, it's um, you know you have Arsenal, Man U, Tottenham, and Chelsea all up for those final two European slots. Um, we'll go to you first, Russ, simply because Sam and I have pretty much said we both think it's going to be Arsenal and Man United. We think Tottenham's going to be on the outside looking in, and we think Chelsea is 
dead on arrival now, especially after losing to Everton. What, what do you think? I, I agree with the Chelsea. I don't think there's enough cigarette butts for the coach to have in his mouth. <laughs> but I don't think the team has enough heart to get out of anywhere but six spot. How, how much does it make your heart smile when you see him walking around on the sideline with the little cigarette butt in his mouth? I, I just I smile so much. I'm I think like, like Dave Chappelle trying to itch his arms. <laughs> yeah. and I, just, I see him walking up and Clayton down Clayton Bigsby. That. And that, Red no, Ball that's g- not Clayton Red, Bigsby. Red Balls gives you wings. Clayton Bigsby was the, the, the uh, racist K- was the, the black, black guy yeah, yeah from the kkk the head right. of the kkk tyrone biggins tyrone biggins that's who it is yeah yeah, yeah. my wife will you kill wings. me for that carly loves the Chappelle show Pe- she'll kill me for screwing peanut butter up. and crack sandwich my favorite <laughs> <laughs> but i i honestly see tottenham finishing in third okay you still think they're gonna hold on i think coming back to having a stadium and not being wandering around i think that's going to interject new life into them and then looking at their schedule i mean granted they do quite a few games against Man City coming up. Mm -hmm. But the rest of their matches, I think, are all very doable with the exception of this weekend. Mm -hmm. With playing uh, Liverpool. Uh, Don't they have one other top? I thought they had three top sides left. Don't they still have Chelsea, don't they? Do you still consider Everton a top side? That's the last game of the season. It won't even matter. Um, (laughs) Russ with the funnies. Yeah. (laughs) No, they, they, um, they got two against Man City in the champions, one against them in the league. And other than that, they've got Liverpool, Crystal Palace, Huddersfield, they um, West Ham, Brighton, Bournemouth, and then Everton. I don't see. Okay. All right. I it's I don't I I I, I do have them taking points off of Liverpool. I do have them drawing Liverpool, but I don't know if they're gonna. I think all three of those games against City, if they win any of them, it's the second leg of the Champions League, and it's because it doesn't matter for City because they've already scored enough goals to have the lead. Like that's that's kind of how I feel it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, also talking about a team that's thin now. Granted, they had you know Kane and uh, Deli Ali have come back, but shit, they haven't looked good since they've come back. No, not at all. All they've been doing is losing since they came back. And, and you know, and, and honestly, with the, with the internationals, Delhi's now listed as doubtful. Uh, uh, was listed for doubtful for today's game for England. I, I've seen the result, but I didn't see who played. Um, so he may have gotten himself injured again, Deli Alley. Um, you know, and really the key thing to remember about Everton, they're only a good team when there's a brisk breeze in the air. Then they're a superb team, you know. There's a lot of they wind. need a good yeah. need a good stiff breeze <laughs> and they're doing well. This is great. <laughs> so but in fourth I see Arsenal. Okay. And then Man U in fifth. Okay. Uh is it is it just because Ooh. they're they're thin, or you they just I, dug themselves too much of a hole? What what do you think's got them there? I think um, with Man U, I don't think they have enough um, healthy players that keep going out week after week. Yeah. I think they can get up for one or two matches, but I don't think they can sustain it going through the end of the year. Yeah, it's uh, I. I think they're going to probably go out in this round of the uh, Champions League in all likelihood. Do you have the run in? Um, what's that? Do you have the run in for the last few games? Of the um, season I believe or no? Ru- I believe Russ actually has it. And he brought his whole desktop computer down here, so we had to. <laughs> uh, apparently, admin being Russ's strong suit, oh, but yeah. not our show's strong hey, suit. Hey, he's one of the bosses. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> no, Man U has Watford, and then they go with Wolves. And then what they... are those? The FA Cup, though, isn't it? No, nope, those are both. Oh, those are both in the league. Yep. Yeah, remember, remember, Wolves eliminated oh, them from the FA Cup. That's right. No, nope. it's no longer. Oh, in that's the FA right. Cup. Watford and Wolves play each other. Yep. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And then they got um, West Ham, Everton. Yeah. Man City, Chelsea, Huddersfield, and but they Cardiff. got Man City and Chelsea, and uh, yeah. and I don't know Spurs. <clears throat> Spurs has three of those games though, don't they? Doesn't Spurs have Chelsea? Um, 
you and United um's go to Everton. It's at Goodison, so and you always you know, play them well there. We we may hey, play United's them well. Got a little bit of a tough run in, yeah. Uh, right. To be honest with you, but I think uh, Tottenham plays three of the top sides. One of those being United. Yeah. Um, but I think they've still got Liverpool and City. I think they could drop a fair few uh, points. I'll tell you what that Ooh, that puts Man U. I I it, it gives me no, no, confidence. No, no, Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham. And give Man U the onus to to take over yeah. third or fourth. Um, I well, just hearing what United has as a schedule and what Tottenham has as a schedule, and knowing. You're basically done with everybody. We are done with everybody. Yeah, I mean, you're you're honestly like your toughest matches. I think you. It's you. Yeah, you come to us, and I think you host Wolverhampton. Or I think that's it. Like you, so I I would fancy you a a Wenger third. Yeah. You know, I mean, that seems that seems Have very some respect reasonable. For Emery Wenger couldn't even do that <laughs> in his last couple of years. It was always but, fourth place. Come you know, on, um, and yeah, Tottenham and uh, Tottenham and United battling it out. I like I said, after that that loss to Everton is, I mean, I'm I'm happy about it, and you know, it, because we got a big win, and it was nice to finally see us beat a top six side. But I mean, after that first half, when Chelsea didn't score a goal, they looked gone. They didn't look yeah. like they wanted any part of it, you yep. know? 100%. Um, seventh place, do we think it's going to end up with uh, Watford or Wolves? Or, I mean, <laughs> we'd have to go on a hell of a run, but we're not out of it. Um, I don't think it'll be us just simply because we have two. We have you at home. We have United at home. Yeah, we have Tottenham you have a, on the road. It's a four-point deficit at the moment, and you've played a game more. Yeah. I don't, so, I, I don't I don't think we will, but the, let's face it, universally the seventh place spot has kind of been Everton's spot, you know, no, absolutely. most of the time. I just I, I I find it I think it's gonna probably finish up between Wolves and Watford. They're only separated by a point at the moment. West Ham's mm-hmm. gonna be in the mix. Um and then nah, Leicester, of course, as I well. Think, but I think West Ham will start to fall asleep. West Ham West Ham got that It in, all depends on what Arnautovic well, does. What West Ham got that win against uh Against Huddersfield, and that's what popped them back up the table again. I don't, I, I don't foresee that they, they're going to all just sleepwalk through the rest of the season. I mean, hell, Everton, Everton will likely sleep through, walk through the rest of the season. Watch them get points at United and then lose points at Palace. I mean, that's right. Yeah, you know, it's been kind of the mo of that team the whole season. I would tend to think, and I hate to admit it, but I, I, I think that it's probably going to be Wolves in uh, seventh place, and then I figure it's Watford, us. Maybe Leicester, West Ham in eighth, ninth, tenth. You know, that's probably where it finishes up. It could be. Uh, who do who do you think finishes up in seventh? I have the Wolves just on points. Yeah, or on goal differential. Oh, okay. You got them being tied with someone. Who do you think they're going to be tied with? Watford or Watford? Yeah, very good, very good. So, um, from there, uh, let's go down to the bottom of the table. It's safe to assume that Huddersfield and 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 Fulham are going down. Yeah, she goes. Who's 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 going with them? Cardiff, Southampton, who who do we think? Um, I mean, we'll we'll bring some other teams into the discussion, but these I mean, are the after, two that are right after there. After Burnley's fair run, you know, from the festive period through the month of January and early mm-hmm. February, they've now dropped four or five straight. Uh, well, that was that was my next follow up. Was as yeah. I said, are Burnley, Brighton, and Palace still in trouble? Because all of them are within three points of the bottom, so they're not they're not technically out of it, but just. I don't know. Something feels more comfortable about those three teams. Yeah, I I hear you. Um, especially with Tom Heaton playing his arse off uh, here recently, uh, you got to think Burnley's going to have enough to get over the line. <laughs> Southampton still for me are not a good team. Um, they've won less games, but they've drawn three more uh, than the other two clubs um, in Brighton and Burnley. 
so they can uh, find a way to get point. Yeah, they could find they they find a way to get points. Um, I think it's I still believe it's going to be between Southampton and Cardiff, um, but uh, just on on goals scored on on um, on their onus to kind of grind games out all of a sudden mm-hmm. under this uh, Hassan Hoodle, uh, the new coach there. I think South that's his name. It, it mean it's like Rabbit House or something like that. I swear to God. Google uh, it. Yet, yet again, Google it. Yet again, show killer producer Mel <laughs> giggling at funny shit Sam says. Um, hey Sam, I'll, I'll give um, you. So all right, so okay, here's. Go ahead. I'm gonna. I, I think it might be Cardiff now with a minus thirty goal differential to Southampton's minus sixteen. Yeah, you're you're, and now two points behind. You're in, you're in trouble there. So um, and that 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 goal difference we've spoken about it time again. When you're at this end of the table, it's worth an extra point. Yeah, exactly. Now I didn't do this for Cardiff, Cardiff and Southampton because I too agree. I think those are the two teams battling it out for the final spot. Um, but Burnley, they still get to play Cardiff, and then they've got uh, three top top six sides left to play. I didn't bother putting down who. Um, so that could be Chelsea also. I just put right. down three top sides. Yeah. Brighton gets Southampton and Cardiff. And they get four top sides, and they have some games in hand still. So I well, they've th- only played twenty nine. Yeah, I I think they're going to be okay, especially because they play Brighton and they play Cardiff. I and hope they so. Know- but the other thing is, you're coming down to the business end of the season with a congested <clears throat> fixture list, right. and possibly an Island and FA Cup final. Right. So um, you never know. Uh, Palace has Cardiff and Huddersfield, which you know, getting to play Huddersfield will certainly help for Palace. And then Palace plays. Uh, three top sides, but everything else they play are all teams around them. They play, they play Newcastle, they play Bournemouth, they play Everton, they play West Ham. They, which, which as we've talked about before, as the season starts to wind down and you kind of know where your place is going to be, players don't care if they're in ninth place or eleventh place. They care about being in the beach in Dubai. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> they exactly. stop. No, they stop 100%. caring. So you, you know, if there's anybody you want to play. At the end of the season, is you want to play the teams that are comfortably in the middle. Yeah, that are six that have through yeah. nothing to play or for. Or seven, seven through fourteen. Right. That yeah, know they're absolutely. not going to Europe. They like I mean, seventh is debatable, but like yeah, eighth to thirteenth. Eighth to thirteenth or fourteenth. They yeah. have nothing to play for. Um Russ, who do you think is gonna go down? Do you think it's gonna be Cardiff, Southampton, or do you think it's gonna be somebody else in that group? I, I see Cardiff because the only point I think they pick up is against Fulham. Other than that, I don't see any points being picked up at the end of the year. I still hope it's Southampton, though. Can I just throw that in there? Yeah, you know, at the start of the year, both of us were really cold on Cardiff. You you hate Neil Warnock. I can't you stand hate. Neil Warnock. And, and then as the season <laughs> went on, him with the little old man boyish charm. Yeah, that you, made me, it made me think of my grandfather. You started to warm it. up to him. I started to warm up to him. And then when the unfortunate tragedy with Salah happened with him in the plane crash, and then the Southampton fans are sitting there doing, doing the plane airplane thing. shit yeah. from that moment, I was like... Burn it down. <laughs> Fuck Just off. Burn it down. Southampton, yeah. I want you going down. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, quick quick uh, producing note, by the way. Sorry, Russ's mom, who's going to be listening to this. We dropped hey. a lot of F-bombs. So uh, we just apologize in advance. Uh, your boy so far is being good. Mrs. Benson? I'm, I'm going to keep that poking She was him. pre-warned. I'm going to keep she go poking by Benson him. still? Yep. We're going to try to see if I can Mrs. Benson, welcome. Welcome to the pod. Try to see if we can get an F-bomb out of him. I'm going to keep poking him some, you know. Oh, I already had at least three GDs playing for my closing remarks just to be a dickhead. <laughs> you opened with the lyrics from an F-word song. <laughs> and yeah, you said it three times. <laughs> I know. That's that's why I'm apologizing for it now. I knew that ahead of time. That, uh, 
Ladies and gentlemen, that was a conscious choice. Sometimes you have to stand your ground. And as an Evertonian <laughs> in my house. You're posturing? Is you, that what it is? As, as Eddie Murphy's drunk father used to say, it's my house. You don't like it? You get the fuck out. <laughs> All right, boys, since we have the time, let's talk about some of the players that may not be stars, um, but they are impactful and could move on to other clubs at the end of the year. I've got six for you. I'm going to read them off first, and then we'll uh, we'll go into them each individually. Uh, we have Felipe Anderson, who's the Brazilian at West Ham. We have uh, Alexander Mitrovic, who is the Serbian at Fulham. We have uh, two playing for Huddersfield. We have Philip B- uh, Billing, who's Danish. Aaron Moy, who's an Aussie. Uh, Harry Maguire, who is uh, English, and Jordan Pick, who English, who plays for Leicester, and then Jordan Pickford, who is English, that plays for Everton. You know what I found out about Harry Maguire today? What you find it's out? Maguire, not Maguire. Maguire. Which I th- no, it's M A G U I. Yeah, Maguire. Maguire. I didn't know that. And I'd, I'd like you to address Felipe Anderson properly, please. Uh, like Brazilians, any normal Brazilian has more than three names. Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, I know. He just has goes four. by one or two. Yeah, yeah he has four uh, names. That's Felipe Anderson uh, Pereira Gomes. All of right? course it is. Thank you. Now, uh, the, the, <laughs> latter t- the latter two we'll, we'll get to in a moment. Um, the, the, the top four are definitely going to be moving to new teams. The bottom two I incorporate because they were heavy in rotation as far as the talk of um, – of the last transfer window, well, the the summer transfer window right after the World Cup, because let's face it, both of their stocks had gone shot through the roof. Pickford making a save and uh, a penalty save in the um, quarterfinal win over, uh, I mean, the second round win over over Colombia and Harry Maguire for just having a great World Cup. So. Hey, Mel. Yeah, I thought we were getting to those two teams in a minute, or those two players in a minute. We're going to get to those in a minute. I just wanted to right, give get, a little prefix. Get, get get Pickford's balls off your forehead, uh-huh. and let's move on to Felipe Anderson Pereira Gomez, please. Baby, I am getting the rave on with them big bouncies right here, baby. <laughs> Using his sack as a speed bag. Hells yeah. Terrible. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with... Uh, oh, um, shit. Russ's mom's listening to this. <laughs> yeah. I see I was supposed to clean myself up. Yeah, yeah. See, I give the apology, and Sam goes, okay, well, that's <laughs> what, the, you know? the door's fucking open <laughs> now. Right, Let yeah. me just walk right through Dropping it. Dropping the hammer, baby. <laughs> uh, speaking of the hammers, uh, West Ham United. <laughs> it's called a segue. Professional. I didn't Thank even you write very that. Much. Yeah, that was improv. Um, let's get into uh, Felipe Anderson, who is the uh, um, winger or outside midfielder for um, West Ham. I, I, it, it's, it's without a question that guy's moving on to a bigger club. Right? Um, the only question I have about that, he mm-hmm. is uh, he'll be 26 in two weeks. It could be his last chance for like a major, major move. Um, whether it be here or abroad, I could definitely see him moving. Don't get me wrong. Problem is, is that he has a further three years on his contract, and he just so happens to be West Ham's all-time uh, uh, biggest signing, uh, their most expensive player. So right. I don't know if anybody's going to come correct with a $50, 60000000 million bid for that player. He scored eight goals so far. Um, and it, it really all is going to depend on the needs of those other large clubs. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know that he fits the quality of, of a Real Madrid-type player. I know right. they need to rebuild. And instead of spending $120 million on somebody, they could get him for 50 probably, mm-hmm. um, giving West Ham a $14 million profit, a uh, million pound profit, sorry. But um, that's the only thing I'd be worried about is his contract is so long that there may be, you know, maybe a little bit too much money there uh, that needs to be spent to, to bring him elsewhere. Mm. 
The Italian clubs don't have a lot of money. I don't see the need for him at PSG with Mbappe and Neymar. Now, if one of them were to move on, maybe somebody you can bring in a little cheaper. I know there's some financial fair play problems with them potentially, um, which seems to have been cleared up. But all those sorts of things uh, are factors into it. Um, In terms of England, I think Leicester, I think you guys are kind of a lateral move. Right, right. Uh, I don't think that would happen. No, Um, no. And we'll talk about that. I don't think Leicester has the money. Yeah, we have another younger player we'll talk about later. Yeah, you're not moving from from West Ham to Everton or Leicester. You are moving from West Ham to Liverpool to Tottenham. Well, Tottenham doesn't tend to spend a lot of money. They tend to go with their their homegrown talent. But I could could just see... for him to go to somebody like Real Madrid or Barcelona or somebody like that, he's going to need a, a much bigger goal return for what he does for them for the amount of money they're going to spend on him. Right. Barcelona already wasted 120 million on Philip Coutinho, who hasn't been the player he was at Liverpool right. for them, and doesn't really fit in their system. Now we're going to go under the assumption we're just we know Chelsea is in some financial fair play problems. They're mm-hmm. actually appealing, and we know City has been accused. There have been no formal charges brought yet. We're going to go under the assumption that those guys are able to sign people. We're just going. That's for for the yeah. topic we're having here. Right. That's where we're going to go for our own miniature silly season. Right. In in that instance, somebody like Chelsea, they ain't getting any younger. No, I mean City ain't replace, getting any younger. He could replace who he. You know, was currently behind in the Brazil squad in uh, um, Willian. Yeah, easily. You know, Willian's with 31 now. Yeah, he, they're, those those guys, him and Pedro, are both up there. Yeah. And I mean, they you, have Pulisic coming in, the yeah. young American. Do but we really think he's going to be, I mean. Depends if Sarri's there. You know, do we really think he's going to be, I, I trust me, I want him to play. I want to see him play. But when you already think the, the younger Ross Barkley is already head in the pecking order. Yeah, but he's you know, not a winger. Ross Barkley plays in the hole. Right. Barkley can play the wing, though. He, not he at has. his age now. Yeah, yeah, he has, though. All right, cool. You know, I but, know he's former Everton, but let's talk oh, about this. Oh, no, 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 no. He is no longer former Everton. That blockhead <laughs> went out and said if he scored he scored on Everton, he was going to celebrate. You know but what you're that, one for you know what, that. You, know what you that, don't care you know about that You know what that twat normally. did? You know what that twat did? <laughs> Didn't score. Got sent off the field. As we all applauded him, he turned around and applauded us uh, being sarcastic. You know, not, <laughs> yeah, not accepting. Well, he was giving it back. Hey, you know yeah. what? Good, good on you. Yeah, no, no. I talk was. shit. You got me back. No, no, no. Oh, I'm, I'm starting. On. I'm starting to think that uh, Liverpool slanted uh, uh, journalist that wrote the the stuff about him being uh, a meathead and slow. I'm starting to think those things might be true. Oh, you mean Russ's blog? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going into uh, um, the, the next one, and this one I definitely want Russ to chime in on because I have a feeling where he's going to go. I have a feeling where we're all going to go with uh, Mitro. Uh, Mitro is not going back down to the championship. He ain't going back down to the championship. He's only scored 10 goals this season. Now, granted, his service has been crap. Right. But he scored a fair amount of goals for Serbia. Right. Um, I think he'll stay in England, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to be with Fulham. But um, his contract is for four more years. Uh, now, he is one of their most expensive assets. Right. And they're going to need to offset the loss in TV money. And so you got to imagine he's moving on. I think it'll still be in England. Yeah. I think it'll be to a team a step up from Fulham, which would be you guys. Uh, Leicester still has Vardy, I don't think. Right. Um, that's a good fit. 
Vardy crushing Red Bulls, mm-hmm. beating people up in the streets, taking shots of vodka straight to the dome. West Ham has Anultovich who re-signed yeah. and Chicharito, so it won't be them. Yeah, Chicharito's old, though, but he, he's Alexander Mitrovic is not going to be okay with coming off the bench Wolves, either. Wolves doesn't play a uh, single-striker system. They play a two-man system. Right. Oh, I, I, I But I, abs- could, I could see him moving to Italy, for instance. Mm. Oh, he could. If somebody could. could come correct with the cash. <clears throat> I, you I know, s- like a Napoli or somebody like that. Um, where they play a single man front, I could see him moving somewhere there. But oh, I I see I don't Everton see him going to Spain. I, I, don't, I, I, I see Everton fits, all day. He's right. like he's like a, a a traditional British center forward. He's strong. All he needs is one touch. Um, he's good in the air. He can finish with both feet. You know, and he's kind of just a bullish player. I could he fits with, well in England. I don't with see him leaving. Gilfy feeding him. Like it's, I mean, Russ, go ahead. Your your thoughts. Well, I had him going to Everton just yeah. because with the loss of Lukaku a few years ago, you don't have that big guy in the middle who can do the one touch score. And the type of lineup we pull out there, we need a point striker. Even if we run with with three up front with two wingers, it's still a point striker. I I think that's the move. And this the, is an the, Everton I mean, fan. I want I want him. If the it's, other if thing it's fifty is he's million, only, give, he's him only the, give him the fifty million. He's only 25, you know. Um, as as Firmino starts to age and those porcelain teeth um, start to get a couple of years old, those veneers, uh, you know, I don't think he's ready for that kind of stage. No, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. Um, and I think, for to be fair, I think Firmino is still quite young himself, 24, yeah, 25 years old. Right. But um, I see that that step from you guys like in two, three years. When he's 28, coming into the, the prime of his career – I could see him at a United. I could see him. He's a quality finisher. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he, I don't know if anybody that listens to this, I know we're primarily an EPL show, um, watches any Serie A. But he's very much in the same vein as Mauro Icardi. Um, doesn't touch the ball too terribly often, although he can hold it up. Um, but he's just a lethal finisher, and that's all he does. You know, Icardi will have seven touches in one game, and that's it. But he'll have a hat trick. If you put the ball you know what I mean? near him inside the box... He's putting it on net, yeah. and most of the time it's going in the net. Exactly with his head, with his and that's ass, part of the, with his chest, with his yeah. feet, whatever he, it is. It's just the desire it's to get going there. in. the The other thing that I that I I think, it, <coughs> excuse me, at Fulham that's been an issue is he doesn't have the service. Oh no, yeah, so, so yeah, I mean, you go to a team like Everton. Suddenly you have you know you have Bernard, you have Richarlison on the outsides, you have. Um, you know, you have Gomez in the in the holding midfield role who can pick a pass really well. I'd like to say Ghana will still uh, Adrisa Gay. Uh, Ghana would still be there. I I don't think he will be. I think he did us the favor and didn't move. I think he will move in the summer. Um, well, why which, not go get paid by PSG? Right. Which and and to that I. I applaud his service for the club, and I really can't hold it against him. At least he was he was nice enough to go ahead and stick it out when we said, "Hey, we're just not going to sell you." And he and he hasn't been a bitch about it. He's been playing nonstop. Right um, now, the, um, the the but and put in hard shifts as well. <clears throat> and and then you have Gilfie. like and it's been we saw like I got a shocker yeah. later on. Oh yeah, very oh, good. Yeah. So um, let's go into the pair of. Uh, Midfielders for Huddersfield, uh, Philip Billing and uh, and Aaron Moy. These are the kind of guys that I see helping. Like they've they've done enough to prove that they belong in the Premier League, and I see them at at, at a you know Burnley, a Brighton, a Newcastle. Like that's the kind of they're just good workhorse guys 
who do the job, get it done, play with effort, and deserve to be playing in the Premier League. Yeah, now with these two, they're in very different situations, though. Mm-hmm. Philip Billing will be 23 in June. Aaron Moy is about to turn 29. So they're in very different <clears throat> stages of their career. Of course. Um, that being said, the other most notable Aussie around, Tim Cahill, played till he was 38. Yeah. So you got a chance uh, uh, just as a hardworking <clears throat> Australian. If that country didn't kill you, you could probably play till you're 40. Yeah. And, and with why? everything there, all the, all the weird wildlife and <laughs> desolate, yeah. you know, 80% of the country that's <laughs> just a desolate desert. You know, why Why not Why not Burnley? Why not Brighton? He, he seems yeah. like a perfect fit for now, those type of squads. Now, here's where it gets to be a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, how old is Gilfie? Oh, God, I don't even know off the top of my head, to be honest with you. Is he 29? I don't know. Yeah, let's think... uh let's get old uh, uh IBM Wilson over there to, uh, <laughs> to figure it out. Wasn't that IBM's Watson? Damn it, uh, Watson. Damn so, it. So Watson um, Wilson. Per- that was the uh, that was the uh, volleyball. the volleyball with Tom Hanks. So so we wouldn't typically have our uh, <laughs> producer producer Mel um, keep up on these kind of things, but because Mel knows zero about soccer, if we threw a question her way, she would just look at me like she's looking at me right now, like. Why the fuck are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, how old is Gilfie? I'm, I'm, I apologize for not knowing. No, I'm working on it. He's okay. 29. 29. So that okay. doesn't matter. Yeah. I was going to say, if Gilfie was like 32, yeah. you might bring Moy in as a two-year replacement on the cheap <clears throat> um, to kind of split time with Gilfie. So Gilfie doesn't have to play as much. Right. And you can prolong his career a little bit because he's probably one of your greatest ever players um, behind Big Dunk and uh, Tim Cahill, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody will ever take that from Big Dunk because he'll fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, uh, I could see him at a West Ham. Mm-hmm. Their midfield is aging. Um, I see kind of the same thing for Philip Billing, to be honest. Um, with Mark Noble, uh, kind of a shuttler, I think Philip Billing could fill that role pretty well. You have Declan Rice uh, anchoring the midfield and Philip Billing next to him. That'd be great. Um, I was just about to say that, you you know, you, I think Noble knows he can move on or retire He because clearly I think he knows Declan Rice can do yeah, the but, job. And we're going to talk about him in a second, Yeah, too. but Declan Rice plays sits in that hole, right, as the, as the defensive midfielder, where Mark Noble's more of an eight, more of a box-to-box guy. Right, right. Um, and I think that's more of Philip Billings' kind of role. Uh, could be Aaron Moy's role, though I see him more as a 10 mm-hmm. um, in, in terms of being a playmaker that, that shouldn't have as many defensive responsibilities. Um, he does still put in a shift for Huddersfield because it's Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see him moving on to, to like a West Ham and kind of providing that creative link that they need and allowing Mark Noble to finally retire. Mm-hmm. So um, the last two that we're going to talk about, uh, both McGuire and Pickford, um, both of them, it really comes down to the the only move that these two players would make would be to a top. Now, I've heard of McGuire. Who's this other guy you're talking about? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Um, I he's, mean, yeah. He's a I, national I, fucking treasure is what I, he is. Well, I heard the Denver Nuggets were in on him because he slam dunks balls pretty good <laughs> yeah. on the crossbars. Yes, he does slam dunk balls on the crossbars very, very well. I hear you. Russ, care to comment on that? That wasn't a dig. That was a header. Thank you. Actually, I think it was a shouldering, to be honest. The old one-two there. (laughs) Jab, jab, body blow. I feel it. Okay, I feel like I'm in uh, If if he had more wind that day, maybe that wouldn't have happened. (laughs) You know, you know. If he didn't have a cat distracting him. You know. (laughs) 
You, you shut your mouth about that cat. That cat is a beautiful being that has, has brought nothing but joy and pleasure to the people of Goodison. <laughs> Don't take that away from them. They need some joy. Uh, <laughs> we need, I need... I oh, I need that cat and I need the ball boy that mocked Klopp. That's all I have I, to look forward to this I mean, season. It is hot in here, but I've never seen Sam sweat so much. <laughs> Our clubs go for wins and victories. He goes for ball boys and, and cats. cats. Yeah. Whoa! All right, so Everton should have a statue of Michael Jackson outside of Goodison as no. opposed to Fulham. Ball boys and cats. <laughs> <laughs> that is a dig. So um, <laughs> I brought a backhoe in for that dig. Heard that so was good. So um, Harry Mag- <laughs> Harry Maguire. I think it really comes down to there's a couple of landing spots for him now granted i don't think he's had necessarily a great year this year but i see him potentially at city because city likes to play with a back three and it just they're the ones that'll spend the money or i see him at united because united has no idea who the hell is going to play center back for moving forward the only thing i'd say about city is you now have um otamendi's in his early 30s so Mm -hmm. he's going to be moving on um vincent company can't (laughs) Stay fit, but he's also 33, I believe. Right. But you've got John Stones and Emmerich Laporte, who are both very young. Right. Um, I think that is the center back pairing of the future. John Stones may be kind of stepping into that Fernandinho role if he can figure out how to play it, mm-hmm. um, because he is a little bit better of a ball player uh, in terms of a, a ball playing center half <laughs> than better technical ability yeah. than, uh, than Emmerich Laporte is. Um, and Emmerich Laporte, I think uh, Laporte could usher that back line a little bit better than Stones playing in that three. Right. Um, but Maguire but can what, play anywhere in I know, the three. But That's what, the nice part But what I him. see about Maguire, he's a little bit slow, but he's very good positionally. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have a contract till 2023 right now. He's very good in the air. This could be his – he, he uh, just turned 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be his last chance to get like a massive five-year deal somewhere. I could see something, especially a club of the stature of Leicester, doing maybe a swap plus cash um, right. with Bailly at Manchester United. Okay. Uh, shipping off Eric Bailly, who can't seem to, to hold down a regular place in the team, and $30 million, uh, um, for for Harry Maguire. The other thing is uh, he's a decent uh, – Decently technically gifted. He he moved forward I, with the ball a few oh yeah. times in the World I could Cup see, where you're like, oh, look at the big man dribbling out of the back. I could see him ending up, because man, you still seem to be keen on Toby uh, Alderweireld uh, right. from Tottenham. I could see him going to Tottenham if they decide to splash the cash, although their stadium did finally reach a billion pound, uh, <laughs> which actually is due to open, uh, since we were talking about it, um, next Wednesday, the 3rd of April against Crystal Palace, apparently. Oh no! Sure. They'll have a ceremony. There'll be you know subway sandwiches because they can't afford anything else in the uh, in the hospitality there for everyone, um, <laughs> catered by Panera. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. Because <laughs> they spent so much extra money on it. All right, it. let's stop with uh, your animosity uh, anyway, towards Spurs right. and get back to the topic um, at hand. I would just say you know getting rid of Skodra Mustafi uh, wouldn't hurt us to be hopefully getting rid of Skodra Mustafi would uh, getting us a little bit younger. Problem is, is we have the very limited transfer budget this summer. Yeah. Um, but I could see, you know, he's a, a decent ball playing center half. And, uh, you know, like you said, he could play anywhere across the back three. Um, Lauren Koscielny's not getting any younger. Yeah. So I think Arsenal, Tottenham, and Man U um, should all kind of be aware of that situation. Um, it is a little bit of a longer contract. It's going to cost some money. Right. Uh, Russ, do you think Maguire walks? Well, I was when I was looking at it, I was thinking, man, you were Arsenal. But I realized Arsenal doesn't hire English players on their team. That's true. So I figured, man, man, you would probably be the destination. Yeah, yeah. 
That's it. I mean, we so, have to get some Englishmen in because of the the uh, you know Brexit out stuff. out means well, out. Well, well that got, or leave means leave. <laughs> that, got, that got that got that got delayed another month. So they got a whole another month to do nothing. Well, I thought it was two weeks. I thought it was the twelfth of April. I thought. Uh, no, I Friday. Think got, or I thought it got bumped back all the way to May. But it, it, uh, it might have, it might have gone back yeah. further since the last time I saw it. All, all I know is that they have more time to do nothing, which is exactly what they will do. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and with with Pickford, the main reason why I bring up Pickford is because when there was potential movements of goalies last uh, summer when uh, Courtois wanted to go to Madrid. And if it wasn't for the fact that Chelsea got Kepa in, one of the the biggest name on the on the hit list was was Pickford. And, and frankly, t- typically the number one ends up going and playing for a big side eventually. Yeah. So but- it's what – now, I don't think any of the big sides are losing their goalies anytime soon. So I don't foresee – He's anybody ju- wanting? He's good. only he's only twenty five. Yeah, I think Gea just signed a new contract because of the Courtois move. Right. So Gea is um, not going back to Spain. Chelsea, now. as we said, we were going to operate under the guise of that they are allowed to sign players, but should they be suspended from signing players, they won't be able to move Kepa on. Right. And I was the first one that said you need to because of his antics in the League Cup final. Right. Um, but if they can't replace him, which I think Pickford would then be a world record fee. Right. Um, I don't think obviously they they might not be able to sign him anyway. Yeah. Um. So I don't see him going anywhere. I think City has Henderson. They don't need him. Liverpool has yeah. Ali McBeal. So they right. he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And they they all spent loads of money on those two goalkeepers as well. Um. And I don't I don't see De Gea or or Manchester United just in general. I don't see yeah. him. Them moving on from one another because I think that's the biggest stage that he's going to find himself yeah. at. De, De Gea um, was the move I thought might have happened, and if De Gea had had moved on, yeah. you would think, oh yeah, Pickford's going and, to Everton. And uh, the Pickford's only other the tomorrow. only other club I think would be able to come in for De Gea would be Barcelona, and Barcelona <laughs> is very happy with the still fairly young Marc Andre Ter Stegen, the German. Yeah, um, you know, and we just signed Bird Leno, who's only twenty five, actually yeah. younger than Pickford. Yeah. So I don't think we we're gonna need anybody. No. No. Um, either. So I think you know the best of the rest is is where he's gonna be, and he's not Portuguese, so we can't go to Wolves. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's, I, I I I put him on the list simply because he was. The, you wanted to talk about him? Well, no, because really he was one of the players really talked about quite a bit. Yeah. In the summer, I gotcha. and and really it all comes down to if a if one of those top sides loses a goalie or or their goalie moves on the well, first name they're all going to want is, oh, is yeah. Jordan Pickford. And he's he's also contracted till 2024. So right. it would cost a fair few quid to get him. Oh yeah. Get him uh released by Everton for sure. Oh yeah, he'd be close to a hunt. He'd be close to 100 if like United wanted to come calling. He'd be close to 100 with uh, the, with a 4-year deal on him. I'd say he'd be a world record, but I'd say he'd yeah. probably be in a 82. Yeah, range. and then if he left, the first thing we would do is call Burnley and take uh, Tom Heaton Tom off Eaton. their hands. Yeah, hopefully, so, um, Russ. Anything uh, out of the ordinary from those players we discussed that you'd like to add? I just worry with Jordan Pickford. They need a better rave club scene in Everton to keep him. And that's you know, you're I, talking about your town too, right? <laughs> right. You know, yeah, but none of his players get the rave on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe does. he needs to go out partying with Firmino. You know the Brazilians just love a oh, love a they, night out. They do love the discount. Now apparently, Jordan Pickford does have a Nando's black card. <laughs> it's like un, right. unlimited Nando's. Yeah, 
<laughs> That's right. Get the rave on, son. Oh, um, now let's get into some of the young stars. Uh, who who's going to be the next big guy and what their futures have in store? Um, we're going to start off with. I'm going to give you the names again, and then we'll go into them. So we have uh, Ryan Sessegnon, who's an Englishman at Fulham. We have uh, Phil Foden, who's an Englishman at Man City. We have Declan Rice, who is an Irishman at West Ham, but plays for England. Right? Yes, he does. Uh, James Madison, who's an Englishman at uh, Man City. We have David Brooks, a Englishman. He's at, Welsh. I'm sorry. I said James Madison, mm-hmm. Englishman at Man City. He's a Englishman at, at Leicester City. City. Thank you very much, Leicester City. And David Brooks. Uh, I ha- is Welsh. Okay. Uh, his Wikipedia said he was English. Well, he was born English. He was born in England, okay, but he's but Welsh. He's a, he's a Welshman. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing as Declan Rice. His parents are Irish. Right. But he was born in London. Okay. Fair enough. So yeah. the Welshman David Brooks playing for Bournemouth. And, no, Mel. Uh, Ireland and England are two different countries. And then don't do your head thing. And then Ru- we're Russ's, a proud people, us Irish. All right. And then Russ's <laughs> Russ's boy Trent Alexander Arnold. Old Octavia Cortez, socialist, whatever, <laughs> an Englishman for Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's start off. Uh, the first one, uh, Ryan Sessegnon is only 19 years old. He needs to prove himself again. Um, you think he goes back down? Yeah, absolutely. Or, or do you think that, you know, does he end up going to uh, a Chelsea of the world who immediately loans him out? No. I mean, you, you think um, he's still got to prove? Because he's not always even getting into the lineup with Fulham No, currently. because here, here's the other problem is uh, with Chelsea in 2020, I believe it is, FIFA is going to limit the amount of players that a club can have out on loan because of clubs like Chelsea that have 60-odd players out on loan. So um, I think there are going to be a lot of free transfers coming in the next couple of years. Um, you know, free transfers out because they won't be able to sell everybody. Yes, Sam, we're pouring booze. Don't get distracted. I, just so, keep fucking it's talking. A, it's just so pretty. Shiny object. Shiny I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. No, but seriously, the the I think he's going to need to prove himself again. Also, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the way he lit it up at the championship, the expectations were so high this year. Yeah. On him, and under now all three managers that they've had, he's had maybe two good performances. Um, three good performances. He's, so I think he's going to have to go down and prove himself again. I don't think anybody's yeah. really going to take the chance on him um, and spend the money that Fulham's going to need them to spend. Yeah. I think they're going to they're going to need a player that's proven in the championship, which he's proved that he can do, um, to get themselves right back up, hopefully, and then maybe sell him on um, for a decent profit. Right. Um, moving on to uh, Phil Foden, he's a very interesting case with Man City because. You know he's getting playing time now with with the big squad. Now, granted, it's mostly the uh, cup ties, and he's playing a little bit in the Champions League as well. Um, you can't loan him out. No, you but, can't. You, well, they, it, they'd it's rather now he's he's a member of that squad. He's going to be on that squad. They'd rather raise him up as the way they play. You know, they'd rather groom him themselves. And who better to learn from? <laughs> Because of the position he plays in David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is David De Silva is getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll be 33 this year. Kevin De Bruyne ha- is, again, uh, rediscovering his injury issues um, and can't seem to stay which, fit. Which was his problem before he came to City it, in the first place. Exactly. So now you have a situation where you need that cover in those positions. And Phil Foden is a, a decent little footballer. Yeah. Um, I think that their situation is going to rest more in finding a replacement for Fernandinho. 
than moving on anyone they have in their squad. Right. Do you think that um, uh, Bernardo Silva's uh, resurgence this year, because I mean, he really had a really mediocre first year with them, and then this year he has been arguably a player of the year for them. He's yeah, been he's been that very good. good. Do you think that might have slowed down Foden's getting onto the field? I don't think so. Well, I mean, Silva well, seems like a Swiss Army knife. You can yeah, put him Silva's, just about anywhere. He, he's a bit versatile, but... Most of the times I've seen him, he's he's coming for injured De Bruyne mm-hmm. because he can play there. Um, but in the first season, he was rotating a lot. Uh, first half of the season was all Raheem Sterling. Right. Remember last January, um, kind of Sterling stopped really featuring for City. Um, that's true. Off and on. And it was Silva playing out on the wing. Uh, and I think that that's more his kind of his kind of cup of tea is, is out on that wing cutting inside. Uh, Bernardo Silva, but now you have Mares, Sterling, and Sane. Right. You know, I I don't know if that's too many players. I don't, you know, but if De Bruyne is injured and Silva's retired or moves on somewhere else because right. he can't hold the level anymore, I think you have uh, uh, Phil Foden and and Bernardo Silva as opposed to David Silva are are a, still a very formidable you know front two uh, central midfielder. As as we go through this list. Foden's the name on the list that in two years will be a household name. Yeah, on on, he, a, on a top club. He's not he's, he's not moving anywhere. And what's the point of learning him out for him to learn some weird shit that he's not going to do at City anyway? Yeah, it's it's a it's pretty remarkable. Have you, uh, Russ? Have you watched any of their cup games when uh, Foden plays? I've not seen a lot of the cup games. He scored two at uh at Newport. Yeah. Now it's Newport, but flat out hustler. I mean, just. Works his flipping tail off, man. The boy is all over the pitch and and absurdly skilled and way too fast. And you look at him and you're like, you're this little slight English boy. You shouldn't be this good. Like you're like you should be like a South American, like a Brazilian or an Argentinian. Well, the pretty, yeah, the way he plays, gifted. you're yeah. just like, whoa, that boy is good. Um, so let's move on to uh, the Irish Englishman, uh, Declan Rice, that we were talking about shortly there with West Ham. Um, I think West Ham has found their good, right, proper, you know, dickhead to, yeah. pl- to boss the middle of the field. That's true. Um, I don't think you'll see him leave West Ham yet. I think mm-hmm. he has another year or two of development. Plus, uh, I believe his contract does run um, pretty long, uh, actually. Um, but if he keeps his performances consistent, I could see Man United kind of snapping up a replacement for Nemanja Matic oh, yeah. uh, here soon um, because it's been proven time and time again this season that that replacement is not Fred. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. It's not Fred. <laughs> yeah. hey. So um, I, I, as long as he keeps his level where it is, maybe turns in some uh, performances for England, I think you might see Man United coming after him. He well, this this has been kind of his first full season of really playing or City, right? So every yes, very with true Fernandinho. with Fernandinho. Yep. Um, I, I think I think City's going to nick, fix the Fernandinho situation this summer. Now, where it may still be Fernandinho the starter, but his heir apparent is signed this summer yeah, and playing it, behind him knowing that I already they told know you they're going to take I, it over who I think it's going to be as long as as long as, as, long uh, as Chelsea can to sign it, players. it's Conte yep it's as Conte long as takes Chelsea over. can sign a replacement for him I think it's going to be Conte um with the overhaul of um going back over to Spain with the overhaul of Madrid do you think Conte is a uh is a Madrid man yeah, I think potentially. he could very much he could be especially if they take Hazard too I could totally the, see. The only question Conte is is whether or not Chelsea's allowed to sign replacements. I mean, I, I know we said we were operating <laughs> under the guise that they right. 
will be able to, but that's not a given. Right. And especially when you're talking about letting two very important players go, I don't think and, – and Conte is so humble. He's been playing out of position all season. You haven't heard a peep out of him. Oh, no. You know, uh, we spoke about Mauro Icardi earlier. I mean, look at his wife uh, and agent in, in the media trying to trying to kick up interest and get his get her husband a uh, a contract extension at, uh, at Inter Milan mm-hmm. or a move to Real Madrid for a boatload of money. It's you don't hear anything from Conte ever. They had to force him. The France squad had to force him to take a picture of the World Cup after <laughs> they won it because he was like just patiently waiting in line for his turn for the, you know, if it was me, I'd be headbutting in your in your teeth to get my hands on that thing. Yeah, I know. Even if you're on my own team, you words, know what I mean. W- words are tough, aren't they, Sam? I'd have done it. Did, did you puke in your mouth there, killer? No, I'd have done it. Uh-huh. I'm surprised that you're challenging me on this. <laughs> That's what I'm surprised about. I do it so I've been so playing off- with you for 15 years. I do it so... Well, no, no. I'm talking about the you burping into the mic and not being able to say words, um, oh. you know, which is magnificent. I didn't even notice. Yeah, well, I know. It's good. Word. That. Yeah, you did. You totally did. All right. You're just taking sides. Email so. in with your thoughts. <laughs> email, in, email in with your thoughts. Russ, did he totally just pause out there on a burp? I paused. I'm, I didn't burp. I'm not getting in the middle of your lover's court. <laughs> I'm surprised you're asking a Liverpool supporter for support. Well, I, That's I, one of the funniest things that's happened all season. Yeah. <laughs> it's because he didn't want to be alone on that joke. Oh, everybody's throwing me out on an island. Fine. Fine. You know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Listeners, you cool. Peace. I'm out of here. <laughs> Um, let's, uh, go on to the, uh, Leicester city, uh, string puller, James Madison. Um, this is his first year in the premier league. He was with, uh, uh, what was it? Norwich before that, right? Wasn't he with yes. them before he came up? He was with Norwich and, uh, uh, when Norwich first bought him, they sent him out on loan to Aberdeen. So he has played in the Scottish premiership as well. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I, I, I see him much like, uh, the case of Declan Rice. This is his first show. So I don't see – he's certainly not going to move like to an Everton or a West Ham because he's, yeah. he's already there. The, other, with, pro- with the other problem is with his age and his contract length, he would be a 65 million pound player. Right. Uh, four years left on that deal. I don't know uh, that somebody would be willing to risk that on him just yet with how inconsistent he's been this season. I mean, we said a few weeks ago, you said – I, excuse me, that was a burp. <laughs> Uh, there was another one. I was trying to give him a little bit more credit um, in his performances than you were willing to give him a few weeks ago, uh, if you remember. He, he was just starting to slip a little. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the 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 double yellow card, the one for the celebrating, and then just the really cheap foul right yeah. after it. But if he can find some consistency next season, um, Arsenal don't really have any proper wingers uh, except for maybe Alex Awobi, who I think could do a lot better in the final third. Um, but I could potentially see him moving somewhere like that. Uh, I could see him um, moving on to somewhere like United, uh, except for the fact that their wing situation seems to be okay with Rashford and Martial yeah. um, kind of taking up those roles. If Lukaku ever moved on and they move Rashford to the point man in the middle. And they still got Lingard. They, they still have Lingard, but Lingard's been playing more in the hole yeah. uh, for them in that 10 role. Um Kind of where Juan Mata used to play, but can't right. cover the ground that he used to be able to cover. Well, Mata was doing that again, but Mata also got hurt, right? You know, which so and help. he is getting into his thirties. Also, I mean, he'll, he'll need to be moved on as well. But I could see Madison potentially doing that sort of move 
Just not yet. Still another year away, easily. Yeah. Him, much like Deccan Rice, it's a, it's another year, yeah. a full year in your club, being middle of the table, doing what you need to do. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when we go on to the Welshman, uh, David Brooks, this is the kind of guy I see moving up, you know, moving to, like, let's say, you know, Felipe Anderson gets moved on from West Ham. That's exactly what he I wrote. moves exactly there. Yeah. You know, if for some reason, you know, James Madison gets moved on, or or Lester, you know, needs to build up a little. And also Brooks rubs me very much as okay. a uh, as a does um, he now? <laughs> yes. What all is he the time. doing with his hands right now? <laughs> rubs me very very much as I'm shooting around and talking with my hands. See, I'm unlike Ricky Bobby. I know what to do with my hands. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is all got very uncomfortable very quickly. Uh, and and with all that, you made me forget the uh, stupid the stupid uh, stupid fucking gobshite um, who uh, used to manage the shitty ass team Liverpool that Brendan got fired. Rogers. Thank you, Brendan Rodgers, that got fired after we uh, got him fired. Um, he Brooks seems like a Rodgers <laughs> style player. Yeah, like I think that would be a really good. I think fit par- for part Lester. of the problem with that right now. <clears throat> Is that Madison's there? Yeah, um, and then you have uh, the young Damari Gray as well. Now it seems like Damari Gray, though Lester may be a, a step too big for him at the moment. Mm-hmm. He might need to to take a move um, to a lower club to finish developing to a Burnley to a Brighton. Okay, um, and and maybe you know he's he's been terribly inconsistent since he's been there. Well, uh, and I think he'd do with a little bit of love under Sean Dyche or yeah. Chris Hooten. You're saying that about uh, Gray or about or, Damari Gray? Yeah, yeah. I but was gonna say, I don't. I don't I was gonna think, say with Brooks. Then I don't why think leave Bro- Bournemouth. <laughs> my problem is I don't think Brooks would leave unless he was guaranteed time. Okay. And unless Lester let Damari Gray go, I don't think you can provide him time because you you have James Madison and Damari Gray there, right? I you know what I think as Theo Walcott starting to get into his thirties. I think that you could do a Theo Walcott plus five million and get David Brooks at your club. Yeah, but then where does he play when we? I mean, we already have Bernard, we already have Richarlson. You play him on the right have, side. You move Richarlson up to the middle. We have Lookman. I yeah, but we're I gonna, know. we we've already put Richarlson with twenty one. Yeah, we've already put Richarlson up up at the uh, top, and that worked kind of okay, but not really. You know, yeah. we need we need a right proper striker up top. We that that's what we I don't need. know. You know, you know where else I could see. I'm, I'm it, not against. I'm not against that move, but I'm don't, I don't think he'd be the guy. I could see him also popping up at Liverpool, to be honest with you. You know what? That would make Jordan, sense. Jordan Shakiri, you know, retires or gets moved yeah. on because he's kind of a bit part. Right. I could see I could see David Brooks being the backup to Oxley Chamberlain to to Salah to and, um, and that would be a club that he'd be okay Mane with being a backup moment. on. Yeah. And Salah's what, 27, 28? Uh, Mane is 28, 29, something like that, I believe. Kid's at pure least, energy. At least Kid's his hair, pure energy. At least he his really hair is. looks like it. What do you I, think about Brooks? You think he'd pop up at Liverpool one day? I can see him being there. Yeah, absolutely. He's absolutely. he's a fun player to watch. That's for damn sure. Well, I mean, hell, Bournemouth's just a fun team to watch. You know. Um, now let's uh, let's go ahead and have um, Russ loosen his jaw and uh, get on his knees and prepare himself for the entering of Trent Alexander Arnold Oxley Chamberlain. I'm surprised you had Jordan Pickford like out your mouth long me- enough to me- talk about me- it. Like a high, like a honey ho. <laughs> Um, I, I will, uh, I will say this, I will say this once and I will not say it again. Yes, it is. I will say this once and I will not say this again. Um, 
he is the best young defenseman England has. I would agree with that. And he is going to be the right back of the future. Um, As soon as they decide to move on from Ashley Young, it will be Trent Alexander-Arnold, and it will be him for 10 years. Where? uh, England, the outside right back. Oh, he's already he's already there. Yeah, the England. Ashley Young's team. been gone. Yeah, it's it's, it's up. <laughs> it depends what system they play. It's between him and Kyle Walker. Yeah, um, for that right and, and Kieran Trippier. Yeah. Well, they're but starting Tri- to, Trippier's shit's been terrible. This they're year. starting they're starting to play with a four back there instead of a, instead of a three. So if they play with a four, he's he's the right back. Um, now, <laughs> I'm going to give Russ his time here. Let okay. me just. He's not going to leave. He's just 20. Signed a new deal two months ago uh, until 2024. Liverpool has always had one thing that they've always done is had homegrown players in their side. Um, you think of Jamie Carragher, despite him being an Everton fan, he came up through Liverpool's academy, mm-hmm. played for them his entire career. Uh, Steven Gerrard, obviously their talisman forever, was a, a boyhood player, came up through their youth academy. They like United, like having those players through. I would uh, like through, to add there is photographic evidence of Gerrard walking, walking alone. alone. Yeah. Um, but he really is a true Liverpoolian. Don't, uh, don't play that shit. It's real. It's, I have photographic evidence. The other thing, uh, in terms of moving to Manchester United, nine players have ever made the transition between the two clubs directly. Mm-hmm. The last one of those being in 1964. So um, that that's not going to happen. Uh, right. Liverpool's one of the most storied clubs in the world. They have deep pockets. They don't have fuck you money, but they got enough. So why are you um, stomping on my style, man? I'm about to bring that up. I was going to let Russ talk, and then I was going to talk about fuck you. I money. just, I just wanted to get rid of the. I'm done now, Russ. Uh, it, the floor Russ, is yours, wait, sir. Russ, please talk about your boy. <laughs> this is your favorite player. I mean, I thoroughly enjoy watching him. I think the the skill that he possesses, just bringing the ball up and down on the side, and the crosses is incredible. I think the biggest thing that has helped his progression is having Virgil right next to him. I think that has been a, a role model for I, him. I'd agree with that. And I think that has really pushed him along. And watching, you know, from a defensive standpoint, there's work to do. But as the attacking, you know, the cross, the crosses that he has, I mean, it's incredible watching him bring that the ball up on the wing. And he, 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 he definitely feeds a ball similar to that of say like, uh, like an Ashley Young or a Leighton Baines. He just he puts it right where it needs to be in the box. He runs. End line to end line, the, the the work rate is definitely there. Now, I tend to agree with both of you that he's their guy for the next 10 years and that typically Liverpool does not lose homegrown players, but Liverpool is a wealthy club. Liverpool ain't fuck you rich. Barcelona's fuck you rich. Man United, Real Madrid, Chelsea, Man City, these teams are fuck you rich. And at some point, if they come and they go, here's a hundred million. I don't know if if, it's if Man- Liverpool. Well, it probably won't. If be it's Man, Man United, U. Liverpool will say no. Period. Right. And but the I'm, only top four team. I'm going to say this about myself before you all can get it in. The only top four, top six team that likes to strengthen their rivals is Arsenal. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you think of the sale of Van Persie, of Samir Nasri, of, of Cesc Fabregas, albeit to Barcelona. We then turned around and played them in the Champions League the following season. You do all these different things. Emmanuel Adebayor went to Tottenham, went to Manchester City, went to all those teams. You think of that, what? What? 
Lucas Torreira is going to Man City in the in the off season. No, it's yes, not. it's gonna happen. No, You're gonna strengthen their team. No, it's I not. just I just came to me clearly, clearly. Fernandinho's replacement Absolutely is not. gonna be the little Angolo Conte. It's gonna be the angry. If Chelsea can sign a replacement, it's gonna be Angolo Conte. They don't even need a replacement because as long as Mauricio is the manager. As long as Mauricio Sarri is the manager, he doesn't rate Conte in that position anyway. Oh, so if it's God. Sarri, they'll let, they'll let him go regardless. Anyway, my point is is that the only team that is, is, is known for strengthening their rivals is Arsenal, right? Liverpool's not going to do that. So I don't care what kind of money you come with. If it's not Barcelona fuck you money or PSG fuck you money, then they're not going to sell him. And Englishmen don't do well abroad, I gar- unless you're Jaden Sancho. Right. I guarantee you that they're not going to sell them. Also, can I have that bourbon you have over there, please? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Sam Graham agrees uh, that I do uh, not Arsenal... Agree. I vehemently disagree. That, ...that Arsenal is clearly a selling club and that they are going to oh be selling... God almighty. ...Lucas Torreira Bite to Manchester tongue. City. To Manchester City for... <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Manchester City four to replace Fernandinho. You heard no, it here first, boys. And it's girls. not happening. I did not say that, and I vehemently disagree with you, uh, Russ. I know what I heard. Didn't you hear that? I did hear that. It was clear as day. Oh my goodness! Mark it on the calendar, ladies and gentlemen. A blue and a red agreed on something. It's time to tell you what little we know. It's prediction time. Well, not really prediction time because we predicted all the games this past show. Someone didn't, but. Well, yes, we did. Someone didn't. Oh, that guy. Yeah, well, yeah, we're going to include our guest, and Russ. make sure you check out the Facebook Friday, because if we're just adding everyone in the mix, Tegan's going to be picking the same three games. Hell yes, I love it when Tegan picks games, which I, I can already want, tell you. I just and, want Simon and Russ to feel bad that a nine-year-old picked games better than they did. Okay, so <laughs> she's going to, I can already tell you she's going to pick uh, West Ham to beat Everton, because she just wants to piss me off. <laughs> Um, she's going to pick Liverpool to beat Tottenham, not because she hates Tottenham, but because Liverpool's her favorite team. Oh, we have no. that recorded. Oh, and then she's going to piss. Then she's going to pick yes. piss. Yes. No, she's going to pick <laughs> Arsenal over Newcastle because she wants to get in her daddy's smart. good graces. Because she's smart. I can already tell you that's what she's going to pick. And she's going to ask me for a Cadbury egg at Royal Farms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're going to buy it for her because she picked, cause she Sorry, picked against <laughs> I got one. I was in. I was only imagining. <laughs> I was when, so excited I got one in. I just <laughs> high fived a pound. When when <laughs> which is not something you should do. When one of us were gonna drop the GD in Russ's face. Now I will say the entire time I've been doing this show, I haven't given one darn second about saying fuck a thousand times. But what's been going through my say is it had to say. Don't say GD. Don't say GD. Don't say GD. Joe, the entire show, that's what's been oh, going through my what's brain. What's that Lewis Black bit? Don't say nipple. Don't say nipple. No, no, no. It's don't say fuck. Oh, d- it was because he was at the correspondence <laughs> dinner. That's what it was. And he yeah, said, yeah, yeah. I stood up there on stage with a bunch of people just in the entire time. I'm just going, don't say fuck. 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 All the right. entire time. For the most not safe for work <laughs> episode we've ever released. Um. <laughs> the, uh, it, it's regrettable, but we can't call the episode don't say fuck. <laughs> Be really great if we could, though. All so, right. um, so per predictions, uh, Russ, we got uh, Everton heading to West Ham. What do you got there? Two one West Ham. Oh, you're a prick. Um, Liverpool host Tottenham. What do you have there? Three one in a statement game. To you're Liverpool. fucking delusional. Um, and then you no, have... what he's, he's trying to be cool like me. All right, and then you have Arsenal facing uh, 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 Arsenal hosting Newcastle. What do you got there? Three one also. 
Okay, yeah. to Arsenal, I assume. Yeah. Correct, because you're not that delusional. Um, so what I do want to take a quick second as we're doing prediction time here, and I know we're running a little long, but this has been fun. Um, Russ is a new football fan. Can you smell the new football fan smell on him? Yeah, actually, um, a little bit. Russ, Russ has only been really into the sport now for about uh, about three, two, three years now. And uh, I... It, comes along with uh, a couple of... I thought you were shouting of, out your area code. Well, no, it comes He's along... with the 323 years. <laughs> yeah, 323, young. Stop um, it. But uh, it comes along with, uh, with um, <clears throat> two employees at, uh, at the lovely Bacchus Importers uh, that I... Importers I or no distributors? Importers. They are a distributor, but it's Bacchus Importers. Thank you very Is much. It really? the name of the company. So, That's but very pretentious. He had, he had a salesman who happened to be a fan <laughs> of Liverpool that worked directly under him and a, and a very special spirit specialist who happened to be a fan of... Uh, He's talking of, about himself. ...of Everton, and Russ started getting into soccer. So, Russ, talk a little bit about that. Well, what really got me into it is just watching the, the matches on Saturday morning. I enjoyed getting up just... It was nonstop energy. You know, a lot of people will look at it and see, oh, the score is one nothing. There's nothing that happened. So obviously, the first game you watched was not Brighton and Burnley. No, <laughs> there's no energy there, and it's fucking terrible. And when I had uh, this one sales rep, John Peterson, who worked with me, he was a big Liverpool fan, and Sam was a big Everton fan. So learning about soccer, I realized quickly that they're bitter rivals. So in my twisted mind, it's like, well, let's get them together and go to a bar and watch it. So As you should. And we got together one day, and they each brought a scarf for me to wear. And this is where <laughs> I learned that Everton likes to choke the match at the very end. And yeah. it happened to be when you know Everton lost in the, was it stoppage time? 93rd minute, yep. uh, Mane scored. It was at Goodison. Uh, yeah, right at the end. Everton had played their balls off and done really well and then just it gave it away right like at the end. Yes, a lot like, well, not at Goodison, because at Goodison, you remember, it was a windy day, which was the demise <laughs> of old veneers. Hey, I, one of my favorite memories of the Merseyside Derby was your old boy, Dirk Kout, uh, the Dutchman, uh, the flying Dutchman, yes. that did an Eric Cantona-style <laughs> dropkick. Uh, didn't make a connection with anybody, but both feet, his lowest foot was about knee level. As he was flying into this challenge, I believe it was on your old right back. I don't think Seamus Coleman had come into the team yet. Uh, it might have been Hibbert then. Yeah, Tony Hibbert. Yeah, probably Hibbert. Yeah, or um, or it might have been Big Phil. Phil Neville. Yeah, he honest. played. He played yeah, on the right he, as yeah, well. Yeah, the first utility player. Yeah. Um, but that's one of my Good favorite Lord, memories. That man could play everywhere. <laughs> uh, that's one of my favorite memories. Got a straight red. Didn't touch a soul. We got a straight red for uh, how egregious the tackle was. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Jack Jack Rodwell getting uh, a red against uh, against the um, teething, biting, racist. What else does he do? Spitter. Uh, Luis Suarez. Uh, Luis Suarez. Yeah. Right, like two minutes into the game, where yeah. he. He barely touched him. Like the 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 commentators were like, "That's not even a yellow," when it was a straightaway red. Uh, that typically of is course. how it goes in the Mersey side. Let Russ get back to it. Yes, absolutely. Well, <laughs> and so, in getting into it, I I started watching quite a few teams and just kind of following a variety. You know, just whenever I could, turn the TV on, watch them, and I really got into the high energy that um, Liverpool played with. And Sam would always bust on me saying, well, there's no defense to him. It seems this year they fixed the defense part. And 
like, for the most part. In watching sports, like and I used to watch a lot of football, the offense brings you to it, but the defense really gets you into a team. And that's one thing is I've swapped out watching American football to English Premier League football. Last year was probably the year I watched the least amount of the NFL. And I didn't care at all. I was so into watching the English Premier League all the time that it just never mattered to me on Sundays. And uh, the fun part with with Russ is uh, Russ is one of those people who constantly communicate between Sam and I all the time on games. And it's just asking questions and having a good time. And uh, we, you know, other other than the fact of his club affiliations, we, we don't really give him a hard time. We, you know... Russ might ask an off the wall. He'd be like, "Ah, this sounds like a dumb question." It's like, "No, nah, no, nah, go ahead and ask." And it's been, uh, it's been fun uh, having a new fan to the game that is uh, a sponge and willing to learn. You know, unlike co-hosts who like to sit on their phone and text away and not pay attention to the conversation at hand. I'm listening. Oh, hi, how you doing there? It's good to see you. I was What's looking. Going I on? Was, hold on. I was looking at all the pictures your wife sent me from the last. How long are we now? Because, because, like, yeah, because those <laughs> pictures are minutes? going anywhere, you know. Oh, well, if somebody will. was paying a little more attention, they'd be kind of on the mic and, and, you know, chiming in with me because that was an opportunity for a back and forth. You know, that's you know called showmanship. All there, right, to be killer. honest with you, I didn't hear what the fuck you said. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you just you're fucking useless. Well, I figured you two were talking. I thought it was good. All right. Now that the conversation concerns me again, uh, we're back to <laughs> we're, we're back to DCFC. What's that? Do you mean Drunkard United Football Club DUFC? Oh, holy shit! It's All the right. first time he's actually read the show sheets. Uh, well, I didn't, which is why I didn't catch it beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading it right now. Um, we actually. Uh, had a two-one loss. Um, heartbreaker. God. Yeah, we played very, darn, very well. Um, I but had a I ca- said, God darn. I said, God I, darn. I had a case of the old poopies, uh, and was a bit late to the match. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. and um, my team uh, performed valiantly uh, and got it to nil-nil at the half. Um, I got there with maybe five minutes left in the first half, trying to make up for my mistake. Ran myself ragged. Um, in the second half, uh, we came out, played strong. Um, I overplayed a very left-footed player. Uh, he cut back onto his right foot, passed inside. That guy finished. Uh, neat little finish into the far right corner for 2-1. Uh, and that was it. Um, it was a bit unfortunate. We hit the post. I hit the post um, once. Uh, we hit the crossbar once or twice. There was a couple couple chances we probably could have finished, a couple chances they probably could have finished. Um, by my count, it probably would have ended 5-4 or 5-3 us yeah. um, at the end of the day. But, uh, you know, last Tuesday it was not meant to be. Yeah, it was a tough one. We were we were playing short-sided again. Uh, we have uh, multiple injuries on the side right now, which has been tough. Uh, heartbreaking, uh, just as the guy on the sidelines, I watched those guys really play their asses off. And, you know, they scored, made it one nothing. We immediately answered. Yeah. And then... And then they got a goal with like three minutes left, and it was just like even even the ref and like the owner of the soccer dam who was sitting alongside of us just went, 
damn. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, and they just like looked at us, looked at me, and went, "Y'all are playing way too well to lose. Way way too well to lose." Oh this yeah, game. I mean we played we played like, very well. Oh. Um, I didn't clear one off the line, but there was a loose ball in the middle of the box. I almost took one of their players' heads off, yeah. uh, clearing with my left foot. Um, Chris played fantastically. Uh, gave everything he had. Um, Matt played very well. Jake mm-hmm. played well in the net. Like we we. The, yeah, the team looked good. The team played very well. Yeah. Um, like I said, we had a few chances we could have put away and, and probably should have put away, so it's no fault but our own. Yeah. Uh, this, um, these, and that's, that's fortunately, it. these types of results typically galvanize a team, so hopefully that means good results for us in the future. It depends on subs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? I do real quick. Um, uh, we've been greatly enjoying the fun memes that people have been sending us also. Uh I can't remember who sent it to us. I think we got it two or three times, but the um, young uh, Latin-looking child uh, running on the, the treadmill, barefoot, not barefoot, but with no shoes, right. uh, dribbling the football was, was fantastic. <laughs> uh, love those sorts of things, so keep that up. That's great. Kind of takes a break from Sam's very inappropriate memes uh, on Twitter. <laughs> Which are very funny. Sam does well, inappropriate things. No, 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 no. Those, those are gifts. Those are gifts that I do. All right, sorry. This is a gift my, too. I guess my, my only is meme, that a little video. My, my own. No, no. A gift is just like a little snapshot to go along with what I'm saying. All right. But um, my uh, my one meme I did was is remember the important thing. One cannot simply have strippers without having blow. Words to live by. One of the better memes we've had. Bruce Day, that our producer made. Yeah. Was That's a pretty fantastic. good one, too. Well, this was a video then uh, uh-huh. of this little kid doing his thing, yeah. and he was getting it and good on him. So and keep that up. That's very, very heartwarming. I you love know who, it. You know who disappointed Bruce Day today? You? You. How did I disappoint Bruce you Day? You looking in the phone, not listening to what people say? You should be listening. That's not my job. That's not my job. You should be listening to Bruce. Listen, Day, if bitch. it's if it's not in the running order, it's not part of my my job <laughs> yeah. here. Okay, let's just start there. I don't get paid enough for this, right? Bruce Day says, "Pay attention." <laughs> now I'll pay attention from now on. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, two good wins for uh, Mary Old England uh, as well. Yeah, Raheem Sterling, I think, had four over the two games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I got really high pitched there, but I did. Uh, uh, now Jordan Pickford's job might also be up uh, for discussion as he let in a goal against Macedonia, or was it Montenegro? Montenegro. Montenegro. Sorry, five was, one. Was it off the crossbar? I didn't see the game. I just okay. I just saw that England let in a goal, which means it's definitely Jordan Pickford's fault. <laughs> okay. Uh, where's Tom Heaton? I don't know, but he should. Uh, he was on the bench. You know. You know what um, else? You know what else was his fault? Saving that penalty against Colombia that moved them on to the. Uh, World Cup quarterfinals. That was definitely his My fault. My grandmother could have saved that penalty. Anyway. Uh, on, bitch. <laughs> um, uh, the other thing is I want to say a very heartfelt uh, thank you to everyone that listens to this show. Um, everyone that gets in touch. Evan, uh, Russ, obviously, who's sitting here with us today. Um, Taylor. Uh, Ray, Taylor. Uh, everybody that gets in touch. We have reached 2,000 plus Otis. downloads. Otis. Yeah, mm-hmm. John. Uh, we have reached 2,000 plus downloads this past week, and it it really means the world um, to turn the to turn the mics on and to just talk about shit that we love to talk about. Whiskey and and football is is it's an honor that you all download us and listen to us. And and uh, now 
Mel told us the other day that the average show listened to is 79%, so you fuckers could do well to listen to more of it. But it really is an honor for you to download us a total of 2,000 times. That's and, great. I really appreciate it. And that's a dig. I know Sam appreciates it. I appreciate it very um, much. Uh, very I much. I thrown in the dig. <laughs> and I also want to uh, just make mention to make sure you check out A Drinking Story um, on all your podcast platforms. That's our sister show. Um, on all the social medias, they are at a drinking story. And uh, Mel, are you Gmail or a drinking story at Gmail? It is Gmail. So a drinking story at gmail.com at a drinking story on all the social medias. We are at DU Football Show uh, on all the socials and DU Football Show at gmail.com. Russ, thank you so much, my friend. Thank Russ, you for having me. Russ, thank you very much for coming, man. Appreciate it. I'm glad you were able to make it out. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. You better get your ass home, go to bed, and meet me at uh, Mount Airy tomorrow morning for a shot of Malort. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With that, thank you uh, so much again, boys and girls, for joining us. For Sam Graham, this is Sam Houston. See, rivals can be friends, even if they're co-pity gobshites. (laughs) Till next time, everybody. Good night. Cheers, everyone. Good night. Cheers. Look inside. Look inside your tiny mind. They look a bit harder Cause we're so uninspired So sick and tired Of all the hatred you harbor So you say It's not okay to be gay Well I think you're just evil You're just some racist Who can't tie my laces Your point of view is medieval Just be happy I haven't stood up and pissed all over the ground yet to mark my fucking territory. (laughs) Listen, I get it. I got gray sweatpants on. You can see the whole outline.